The podcast is back. The podcast is back. The podcast is back. No, you're not hallucinating. Week two, season four, we're back in the saddle again. Welcome to Just Another Why Guys podcast. I'm Dustin Jones. Happy to have you along for the ride one more time. So it's uh, like the birthday week of the podcast. Uh, as of the recording of this podcast, it's not yet my birthday, but my birthday is August 11th. Shout out to me for being awesome, having another birthday. Congratulations on being born. Um, you know, all of the heaps of praise that I deserve for coming into the world. Also, shout out to my mom for uh, pushing me out of her vagina. Oh, Shout out to my dad for getting my mom pregnant. And uh, Way to have sex. Good job. Thank Nine guys. months ago. Appreciate you guys having sex in the 70s so I could be born in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. I mean, yeah. if you do the math, like I'm, there's some holiday boning going on. So I, was born the, I was born the 11th of August. Right. So, so it would subject, have been early December. You know, sometime somewhere in that holiday haze of '79, <laughs> there was there was uh, some poor life choices being made. Good life choices, actually, in the end. Shout out to them. Hey, <laughs> at least one of us was born in wedlock. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Put my parents on blast. <laughs> they don't listen though, so they won't know. They, remember that one time I like put an app on your dad's phone. That was like a direct D I I something link to the podcast. No, mm. I mean I'm sure he doesn't remember. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So I am turning 39. <sighs> Holy Lord! Getting old, Jones. Not gonna lie, 38 has not been my best year. Um, why is what am I getting a text message about? White supremacist trying to form a straight pride parade accidentally lets truth slip out at a city council meeting. Oh, all right. I'm going to have to read that later. Perfect. That's from Ken, so you know it's entertaining. Right. So, um, yeah, not going to lie. Not a huge reaction to last week's podcast. <laughs> um, but, hey, as we learned from uh, finishing the last season of The Office... Speaking your truth really works out in the end. <laughs> so that's what we did. And guess what? You're going to get some more this week because we live, we basically live in a reality TV show where really horrendous shit happens every single week. That's just where we are right now. So yeah. on that happy note, happy birthday to me. <laughs> and uh, Nikki's here. And we're going to do another podcast. So um, I don't know. Let's, uh, let's go jogging. Like 
super excited, really super excited, or like the most excited you've ever been about anything in your whole life that you're married to a Leo who really just <laughs> needs to be celebrated and what were my options again uh excited super excited or the most excited you've ever been about anything in your whole life <laughs> well since i don't really buy into horoscopes i'll just say excited <sighs> sorry see this is why you don't understand me <laughs> totally this, this is we're we're 13 years in and i don't understand you at all no you don't mm. you, you just don't get it i get it it's, i mean it's fine whatever I'm just going to hang up now. <laughs> but it is my birthday week. And uh, by the time most people will hear this, yeah, I don't know if uh, I might put it up on my birthday. We could just call it the birthday podcast and I can put it up on my birthday. You know, It's your podcast. You can do that whenever you want. This Jones. is true. I really should maybe try to stay on a schedule of some sort. But, I mean, I probably should have been doing that for the last few months as well. And that didn't happen. So. Well. You needed a break. We just do the best we can with what we have. That's right. Not gonna lie, the pepperoni pizza is not sitting so awesome right now. Sweet. So uh, I apologize for any mm-hmm. bodily functions that may occur <laughs> during the recording of this podcast. Um. So yeah. Uh. Let's talk about. Let's talk more about me. Okay. And how important I am. No, I'm not really that important. But I'm not gonna lie. A few weeks ago. Not super stoked about my birthday. And then I got a couple of presents and I felt much better about my birthday. <laughs> it's crazy how that works out. I know. I do love presents. I am a You are whore. a bit of a present whore. I am a whore for presents. You are a little like, bit. I'm not saying I would like Hitler, but if Hitler came through with some presents, I, w- <sighs> I mean, he would still be a horrendous person, but okay. at least he brought me presents. Let me ask you this. If yes. Donald Trump gave you a present, would you like Donald Trump? It depends on what the president is. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> He's got a lot of money, so I'm it might be a lie. good present. I mean, but he has really shitty taste in things. That's so, I mean, true. You know, if it's a McDonald's My- gift card, not so much. <laughs> true, I guess. Makes sense. But I do love the presents, and I have gotten some fantastic gifts from people. Which I appreciate, because that means they really love me. <laughs> yes. All of you people that say that you like me and love me that haven't sent me a present, you obviously don't really love me that much. So I mean, it, it adds up. I have an Amazon wish list, by the way, if anybody wants the link. <laughs> just let me know. <laughs> but uh, the uh, the gifts that I've gotten have been tremendous. I want to say a special shout out to uh, my best man, my bestest pal in the whole wide world, Dana Wessel. For the Captain America shield that I'm looking at over your shoulder right now. That is fantastic. He's really kind of elevated the birthday gift thing into a whole different sort of area now yeah, with this one. I know. I feel like... We just keep up in the game. I know. I feel like it's going to be... It's going to start getting real dangerous and real expensive. <laughs> yeah. That's probably true. I felt like I, I felt like I had a strong birthday gift giving situation for him. But now my the shirts that I sent him just seem like I mean they're cool but they're not Captain America Shield cool right so I don't know what but to do about I mean it. in previous years you've had like I mean you've had some pretty cool gifts that you guys have done over the years yeah so. I, I, neither one of us I think has ever opened our gifts and been like oh uh, thanks I guess right it's always no they've like, always been cool holy shit yeah I have uh, you guys understand the nerdiness in each other very well this is true I have. 
seriously, two out of the three uh, birthday gifts I have from Dana, I can see from where I'm sitting right now. And the, really? And the... Th- and the third, I could see if there wasn't a wall in the way. Right. It is prominently displayed on our couch every single day. I snuggle with it on the regular. It's my <laughs> damn girl pillow. Buster, do you not understand the concept of microphones and podcasting? Nope, no. he doesn't care. Asshole. Her dog is so ungrateful. Mm-hmm. Just the worst. He was so good last week. He just napped the whole time we were podcasting. Yeah, well, that's because you probably took him to the dog park last week. I probably did. Yeah. Why don't, why don't you love our dog enough it's to go so out hot. in 115 it's degrees? It's 3 billion degrees outside. It's insanity. It's the surface of the sun hot outside. Plus going to get through like two more days, and then it's going to drop into the mid-90s. <sighs> it sucks that we live in a place where mid-90s is considered cooling down. I know, right? Yeah, that was a pretty fun, funny conversation with my parents because they were like prepping to get all ready to yeah. be down here for the winter. And I'm like, um, yeah, just bring clothes for summer. <laughs> just bring your summer clothes for and then, December and January. I mean, maybe have a sweater or two that you can throw on over stuff, right. but you're not really going to need a winter coat ever. Nope. No, I think the only reason you still have a winter coat is because you go back to Minnesota sometimes in the wintertime. That's correct. Yeah, so like I was like, right now it's oppressive hot. Right. Later it'll just be hot. Yeah, it'll just be like a regular, unfortunate amount of hot. <laughs> right now it's why am I here in this yes, horrendous this is place? Hot. The armpit of hell, hot right now. It's it's I don't want to go out in the pool. Hot. Yeah, it's too hot to even be in the pool. Yeah. Oh, poor us. We can't go swim in our pool. I know. It's a, it's a rough life. We can't walk this seven feet out our door to jump in the pool. Cause Is it even seven feet? it's too hot. I mean, from the from the door jam to oh, yeah, the maybe. end of the pool, it's still seven feet. It's probably like, I don't know, nine. I don't know. Let's find a nine-foot person, lay him down, and, you know. <laughs> or we could take a tape measure. I don't know. We might have one of those laying around. Why don't you want to do it the fun way? <laughs> Why are you being all logical and getting I don't know. Sorry. Lame. Damn me and being practical. Yeah, that's usually the way that works. Totally. What what, what were we saying? Oh, more me. Um, (laughs) And then, not to to sell his other gift short, we have these awesome WrestleMania posters that hang on the wall, which are dope. Although... They're going to have to move. They have to move those around somewhere to make way for... My birthday gift from my wonderful wife that I picked out myself. (laughs) (laughs) It's good that you did because I never would have picked it out. Got to get a display case. I have to have a display case for all my tchotchkes. Because you have your current nerdiness things, but have plans for several more nerdiness things. Oh, yes. That will not only require... Ah, I I fucked it up. Dang it. (laughs) You don't, I was trying to do, not only, I don't have a gun, but let alone many guns, I would require a gun rack. I was trying to do that joke, but I I fucked it up. Never mind. Please cut that part out. Nope. Not (laughs) going to happen. That's staying in so you can just sit in your wrongness and be wrong. Great. I feel good about it. Just deal with it. Sweet. So I did try to, uh, I did try to have an epic accomplishment this week, which I unfortunately have come up short on. I tried to binge watch all of the Marvel movies. Failure. On my birthday week. I got through 13. Of the, I got the first 13 done. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And 
I mean, Honestly, had you not left the house yesterday, you probably could have come yeah, close. Yeah, I, I probably could have gotten it done. We haven't watched any today, which is hard to believe. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to go two full days without watching Marvel movies. I feel like that's probably what we're going to do when this is over. I feel like that's probably what we're going to do. I think we're just going to skip all the nonsense, go straight to uh, Infinity War and Endgame. And... Bravo. Indeed. So, speaking of Endgame, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Endgame, like, jump out of the podcast right now and come back at, like, 13 minutes. So, like, <laughs> skip, like, the next 90 seconds. Because something epic happened, and someone created there's this new thing where people take movie footage and then add even cooler things to that movie footage to make an even better movie right because they're can you you please fuck off cat (laughs) i was trying to get him out of there and he wouldn't do it i was trying i was trying to do it quietly but i don't care anymore they took the iron man song from it's black sabbath black sabbath I wanted to say Iron Maiden for some reason. I don't know why. That is a band, but that is not that band. You should, why didn't Iron Man... Uh, where didn't Iron Maiden sing Iron Man? It seems like it would have been like really an Iron opportunity. Iron Maiden didn't exist yet when Iron no. Man was written. All right. So anyway, they took the dope Black Sabbath Iron Maiden song and... I, wait, what did I say? Iron Man song. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't even know. What did I say? You said Iron Maiden song. Oh, they took the Iron Man song and put it over the scene of Tony getting the stones and like, and they snaps his finger and they play the song. It's like, you should go look it up. It's it's amazing. It really is. It's, it's fantastic. Although in fairness, like I'm watching it and like, it would have totally been, it wouldn't have really fit into the tenor of the movie. Like it would have. It w- it's awesome and, as you a know, one-off, but... As, I mean, it's Tony's dying act, so it's not, right. you know, like, that... If he was going to, like, be be the surviving hero, yeah, yeah, reigning yeah. hero... Exactly. Perfect. But since it's, you know, like, this amazing act of heroism that is also followed by this bitterness that it is right. the end... Yeah. You know, it doesn't quite fit. But no, for a moment I had that... I was like, why the hell didn't they do that in the movie? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you can't. You no, know, <laughs> no. doesn't really work. One of the uh, one of the deleted scenes that's on the special features is all of the Avengers taking a knee after Pepper says that Tony can rest. They like one by one like go to a knee. I don't know how it, I I think I'm glad they took it out. It's it's it felt a little too felt a little too much, especially given what they did with the funeral scene. Right. It's emotional enough. Like you don't need to beat it over the head. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna cry just thinking about it. <laughs> I've, I've, I have a problem. You do have a problem. So many problems. <laughs> I've been I've been kind of trying to go through in my head and decide which Marvel movie is my favorite, and I can't. Like it's really difficult. Well, like when Dana was trying to figure out what he was gonna get you for his for your birthday present, yeah. he messaged me and asked me, you know, like which is your favorite Marvel character? And I was like, <laughs> That's a really hard question, it is. man. Like, because it really depends. When I was out last night, some I was talking about movies and someone asked me who my favorite Marvel character was and I was like, I mean, it depends on the day. Yeah. You know. So I told him that like 
that it was hard to say, but that Cap or Iron Man were probably the most consistently in the running for being your favorite. Well, I think now, and I've talked about this before with, I think I probably just texted with people and stuff about this, but like, especially rewatching the first few movies like I did this week, when you know what the end story is, you can look at things through that prism and just over the 11, 12 years, or I guess, I mean, when you consider the jump ahead, it's like 17 years or something like that. The change of Tony Stark as a person and his evolution from, you know, self-obsessed billionaire playboy to, you know, the guy who gave up his life to save the world. Exactly. Like that Tony did not exist in the first Iron Man. No. So that I think honestly, Iron Man one, I think is still, it's a really good movie. It's still the, it's, it has to be, I feel it has to be in the top five of anyone's Marvel movie list. Yeah. One, because it set the, it kind of set the tone for the whole thing. Yeah. And without that movie being good, that would have killed the whole franchise correct. if yeah. that movie it, wasn't it, good. None of that stuff gets off the ground, and it's it's a perfect confluence of events of having John Favreau as the director taking it seriously, Kevin Feige being the producer, and them selling Paramount on Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, like. People now, Robert Downey Jr. is this beloved person. And right. He was everyone, a mess. Yeah. that It was a big risk to cast. Yeah, because I don't think he had been clean for that long. No. And I mean, now Marvel is the biggest deal in the world, but like Iron Man wasn't that big of a deal. Right. To come that, plus, Iron Man was not an important character really in the Marvel Universe. He was like... A B or C level tier character. Huh. So he doesn't have like this huge like lineage of, you know, he's not as well known as Cap or Hulk or, you know, some of these other characters. But Yeah. Well, I feel like Robert Downey Jr. was so like it's hard to remember now like what a joke he was at that point because I mean he was in and out of jail and like Yeah. I mean, I just remember the pic, the mugshot of him where his eyes are all fucked up because he's all high and whatever. And like, I'm so happy for him that because I think that that role was a key thing for sure. I mean, I think he was already bet. I, mean, I think he was in a better place no matter what anyway. Yeah. But like, I don't know. There's something in playing Tony Stark that he that like, I feel like that grounded him too. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, I don't know him personally or anything like that, but just like it seems like he found a character that he, well, one that's beloved and like beloved, beloved, right? Like, because like Robert Downey Jr. was a big star at one point, but he didn't really have like a cornerstone character like that. Right. Like, nobody, and I mean, it's an iconic character. It's pretty, uh, prior to Iron Man, I can't think of a movie where I'd be like, this is who like there wasn't that like keystone role that he had played. Yeah. And so like, I mean, it's a character of a lifetime for him to get to play. And I'm still very sad that I don't get to see him play it anymore. Yeah. It's going to be weird. Like, cause he's done, done. Like he's done. They're not bringing that back. Like 
both he and Cap were kind of written out to be the end of their story. And there's there's talk that like there could maybe they could do something with Chris Evans again, but I mean, Downey is basically done. Um, did we talk last week about, or was it just you and I talking about the talk that maybe they would do a Cap? I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. So there's a. I know the writers have said that there's a story there of the cap of cap putting the stones back. And I know you and I were like, can we just get like a, like a Disney plus like eight episodes? We were in the pool when we were talking about oh, okay. it. So it wasn't on here. Yeah. That's like the bougiest sentence we've ever said. Know, right? Oh, we were, no, we were in our pool. Drinking wine spritzers. <laughs> hey, can you give me a white claw? <laughs> but no, I, no, I mean, an eight episode mini series, Disney Plus, of Cat putting the stones back, going He's back to Peggy. Peggy. Like, I'm here for it. Give me like, because there's there's the five stones, so you get five out. You get one episode of him putting each stone back, and then you get three three episodes of he makes his decision. What's well, some stuff that happens and some stuff that happens because yeah. You know, like like they pointed out in in the movie, like changing the past doesn't change the future. So when Cap goes back and decides to be with Peggy, all the stuff that you see in Winter Soldier, where Peggy talks about, you know, Steve Rogers had saved her husband and all that stuff, that all happened on it. That all is a different timeline. This is a completely divergent future. So I don't know. I think that it could be be pretty interesting. And really, I just, I, I've, I've, I love all of these movies and I see now why so many kids were so into the comic books because I kind of feel like I wasn't into comic books when I was a kid. Like I was super into sports and I was super into watching pro wrestling and shit like that, but I never like really read comic books, but now these movies are like comic books because you get them, you know, quarterly or whatever they are now. I mean, when, when they, when they re up the push of putting stuff out over the, like the next two years, we're getting 10 Marvel projects. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's amazing that we're going to get all this content. And it's, I know that I've said this before, but it's done by people who take this shit seriously. Right. For a long time, it was like, oh, well, I guess we're going to make like a comic book movie or whatever. Like, yeah. And they wouldn't bring in any people that do anything with the comics. Now, when, they, when Marvel like, does storyboard stuff for that, they have a comic book guy, that, like an illustrator and writer, who basically like storyboards does up. comic book pages for the movie. So like stuff that we see that's CG'd into the, into the movie... Like the big battle scene, where it's the two sides coming together in Endgame, like so, like that dude drew that, and that's basically the template they used to create the scene for the movie. Right. So you have, that's why some of this stuff looks like big splash pages on a comic book because that's essentially what they're doing. Right. So it's, it's a comic book in a new form, basically. And that's why you hear people talking about how they can go back and read their favorite comics over and over again. That's the same way that 
I can go back and watch these movies over and over again, right? Which I do. Or I'd like I have favorite books that I go back and reread. Exactly. So you find new stuff in them all the time. So it's uh, it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's democracy it's a in weird, action. It's it's weird that we have this juxtaposition of a world that we kind of live in right now, where there's things that are awesome and fulfilling but you basically will throw yourself all the way into them because there's so much other horrible shit that's going on around us. Yeah. That's just absolutely mind-numbingly depressing. Yeah. Including the news today that we're recording this that this morning that uh they found that Jeffrey Epstein uh had committed suicide apparently. Air quotes. Dude's under 24-hour surveillance on suicide watch in a padded cell and somehow managed to kill himself. And uh, the internet being what it is now, if you look at the trending topics on Twitter right now, like five of the seven, or it's seven of the 11 topics are related to Epstein. And five of those are various conspiracy theories conflicting because one thinks it's someone from Trump's side that had him killed. The other is someone from, they think, the other half of people think it's someone from Clinton who had him killed. But I, I, I saw something interesting that I wanted to, to mention. Um, because people are like, oh, well, Epstein's dead. So, you know, that just, you know, all the secrets go with him. But uh, a, a gentleman uh, tweeted, and his name is Travis Helwig. It said, hey, guys. Stop acting like the secrets died with Epstein when all you have to do to know the secrets is believe the victims. So, like, here's an idea. Just because he's dead, all this shit still happened to people. So, maybe we do something new where we listen to the stories of people that actually had this shit happen to them and don't put them through 50 rounds of bullshit before we're like, oh, you know what? You're probably telling the truth. Right. Yeah, but, I mean, we don't really believe sexual assault victims no. so. so i mean why i mean why would we because you know for the most part because it's just women that are being hysterical and are overreacting and are faking it that's what sexual assault victims are they just want attention they just want to get famous off of some poor man that you know one time made an unwarranted pass at her and she decided to take offense yeah except this is someone who trafficked uh, young women. Oh, I know. So but, that's it's, but it's all fucked up because I know. like you, I don't understand why people have to jump through twenty seven different hoops to because get. at one point somebody some woman did file a false claim yeah. or did publicly out something that was not true, and so now no one is truthful. Meanwhile, we have a I'm president surprised. who lies with every other sentence that he says. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't just tried to ban uh, complaints. Uh, you know, just we'll just ban them because banning things works. Obviously, we know this because if you ask, you know, the abortion lobby, the only way the the only way we can stop any of this, we got to ban it. Um, you know, the Muslims are are coming for us. We need to ban that. Yeah. Uh, the only way we can do that, I mean, video games are the problem with mass shooting. We have to ban them. Right. You know, it's they, violent video games. It's, that's what's causing mass shooting. You know, that's the the video games are coming out, and the advertising is the problem. So we have to ban them. But, I mean, couldn't we just ban the guns? 
Oh wait, no, 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 banning no, no, things no. doesn't work. We can't. You're I right. I forget banning things doesn't work except when it's the one fucking thing that if you banned would, at the very least, reduce the number of... And uh, here's the thing. People are like, oh, if you just get rid of the guns, people are still going to get killed. That's fine. Yes, that's going to happen. Murder has been happening for longer than guns existed. We're not saying this is a do this and people stop getting dead. I don't understand why people are not on the side of wanting less people to die. I, I, I don't. I, we have a gun fetish in this country. That's all there is to it. People want to have their guns. Some people want guns because they like guns. Some people like them because they make cool sounds. Some people want guns, honest to God, because they think they need them to protect their family. And some people are just giant fucking pussies who feel like the only way they can walk down the street is with a gun. And if you feel that way, fine. But I I honestly don't really ever feel safe when there's someone around me with a gun. Right. If they're a good guy or bad guy, I don't give a shit. I don't want guns around me. Right. Because, especially in these times, when people make snap decisions and don't stop and think about things. It's just a dangerous fucking time that we live in. Well, it occurs to me that Walmart sells guns. Oh, yeah, yeah. Walmart's going to get rid of violent video game advertising and in some cases are taking violent video games off the shelves completely but are fully stocked on weapons and ammunition. Right, but what I'm saying is there were guns and ammunition in the store in El Paso Plus, I'm sure there were patrons in there who were good guys with guns, and nobody was able to stop that guy. I one he of the somehow go- miraculously got taken alive. I don't understand how that happens. Because unlike in Dayton, they didn't have five cops show up and all like fire off thirty rounds in five seconds or whatever. It's just also frustrating because. I I don't even know why we have to keep going over and over about this. Like why why is it still a thing? Why 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 is there still this fight? I mean, if you want to hold on to the second amendment, that's fine. I know that the Second Amendment was originally written so that states could protect protect against the government rising up and taking over states' rights, and it was intended for a militia, and the S- Supreme Court has since made rulings that kind of go against that, where it's actually a person's individual right to have guns, and and that's fine, but... You hear people's arguments of, well, we need to have a gun because what if the government comes for us? Well, first of all, motherfucker, if you think having a couple AR-15s is going to be enough to stop the federal government from coming and taking over, I mean, first, it it has to be one or the other. Either the government is all-powerful and can do whatever they want, and we have the greatest military in the world. What makes you think that they wouldn't be able to overtake you just because you have a gun? I don't, so 
It's just, just not logical. Well, I don't think logic is high. <laughs> no, it, people, it's, it's not no, logic that makes sense to me anyway. No, people. No, it goes back to well, if that guy has a gun, I want one. Right. Whatever. So that's where we are. We're a week post three mass shootings. Somehow there hasn't. I don't. I mean, unless there's been one that I don't know about, there at least hasn't been one this weekend. Even though I'm sure plenty of people have been killed by guns this weekend. It just wasn't multiples at a time. And, of course, someone went on a stabbing rampage in California this week. And now it's like, well, where's the talk about banning knives? And, like, come on. Like, why do we, why do we play? What are the games that we're playing? Why is it this way? Right. Why is it? Well, we can't do anything. Let's so let's just not do anything. Like yeah. let's. What do we? Uh, it's like. Well, and the problem is that they build on each other, right? So it's like the like Timothy McVeigh when he blew up the federal building in um, Oklahoma City. Like that, he is still a um, he's a hero to a lot of those alt right people. Like they look at him as being this like American hero who blew up a building with and killed a bunch of little kids and perfectly innocent people who are just working in that building. Um, but like those, each of those acts can, they act as inspiration for following acts. So like Columbine is still called back to like that happened in 99 that happened in. So like all these years, it's like I got into an argument with someone in Twitter on Twitter. They're like, well, why are you why is Trump to blame? Why is it just Trump's fault? I'm like, it's not just Trump's fault. No. no one was okay with this when Columbine happened and Clinton was the president. No one was happy that this happened when uh the Fort Hood shooting happened and Virginia Tech happened and Bush Bush was the president for Virginia Tech and Obama was president for Fort Hood and Sandy Hook. Like no one is okay with it. It's not the Democrat or the Republican in the office that makes it different on who's to blame. The fact is, none of them are doing anything. I am right. now mad at the person that is currently holding the office that is continuing to not do anything. Right. A difference for me would be, though, in while Trump certainly didn't invite, it didn't invent racism and certainly did not, no. um, did not cause racism in people's hearts like he gave voice to those that have it and empowered them and we talked about that last week i mean that's basically the point that we made about that um one of the things that i was thinking about because this tends to happen to me especially this time of year is we're we're starting to get close to september and i start to think about 9-11 things and stuff like that and I used to be super into like the conspiracy aspect of that and stuff, but now right. I'm much more interested in like the psychological impact and how it affected different people. And I've I've been listening to the post 9/11 week of shows uh for Art Bell. And I know Art Bell for some people, oh Art Bell, like he only talks about aliens and conspiracies and that. He didn't talk about any of that shit the 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 days directly following. He basically opened up the phone lines to his audience. And was like, how are you feeling? Like, what are you seeing? Uh, there's experts on every TV channel telling us what they think and how they feel. And But what is what are the American people actually feeling? And it was interesting 
the number of people that you could tell were genuinely scared that had basically grown up and lived in a in a world in which nothing really bad ever happened right really in america there was the attempt to to blow up the twin towers in 1993 and there had been the mcveigh bombing in oklahoma city right and but those like waco but those were all those were things that happened by those were american incidents and not the nine not the 93 bombing right the other two were they were they were american terrorism homegrown terrorism and so it's interesting to listen to to some of the the phone calls and also to listen to Arbel talk about things that when you look back now you're like holy shit like he was dead on he was like you know obviously we all knew that we were going to go to war like that was just right. a given but talking about he was talking about how he felt that there was going to be changes to our freedoms yeah and how he was nervous that this was actually going to be a long game win for the terrorists because if they while they took the buildings down and that looks like a win and we went to war and whatever and and if you want to say we won the war i mean i fine i guess but the the true win for them was they got us to change the way we live our lives right like we took they they forced us to make changes to our freedoms they we gave up freedom for the illusion of security and i will say like i willingly was i willingly was yeah. on board for that initially <laughs> so i was like dude i don't have any problems like make it difficult to fly make like do all those things if they're going to make it safer then let's do that but and how to, they really made it safer and to go back to the gun thing just think about this for a second. The dude that tried to get a shoe bomb on that plane, that one act of attempted terrorism fundamentally changed the way we get on airplanes right. and the way we travel. Taking off your shoes, all that. All that comes from one guy who tried to do something. Right. And... Most of the security measures that were inactive, enacted were in response to something that happened. But if you look at criminals, and I go back to the line in Ocean's Eleven, where they talk about, well, we could do this. It's like, no, you don't do the old gag. You do the next thing. You don't go back and do, the, do a thing that you did before. You go and you do the next one. Right. So all these things that they do to try to... like Nobody's going to come on with a shoe bomb again. Right. Well, no, and no one, no one's probably going to try to get a box cutter on the airplane or do those sort of things because they know that that's what you're going to be looking for. Right. They would be looking to do the thing that you're not looking for. Right. But one of the things that I was also thinking about is a, a question was asked on one of the episodes of that show, what, how this would affect the young people. Mm. So, and it seems like we've talked, we talked very little about this because we live. We live in a society where we don't spend a lot of time talking about what happened more than 48 hours ago, unless we're talking about Trump's tax returns or, you know, those sorts of things. But those are all stories that continually come and come back around. 
but I'm I'm curious what impact 9/11 continues to have on our society like for, on an emotional level and mm-hmm. a psychological level. Cuz if you look at 9/11 is basically the touch point of like the 24-hour news cycle that we live in. Like pre-9/11, certainly we had 24-hour cable news and stuff like that. But you weren't I don't feel like it was constant and it wasn't a focal point of life as it is in some ways now where everything is breaking news and like every news story anytime a news story happens it's breaking news right you know? I, I just wonder I feel like in some ways like there's a un dealt with an an undealt with PTSD that's in this country. Right. But don't you think like that just goes generation each generation has its own thing. So like in like the fifties and sixties they were doing air raid tests or like uh drills so they're getting under their desks because they thought they were gonna get nuked or like during the Cold War, like we had our fears of that Russia was gonna attack us and yeah. there was gonna be like, you know, well, I mean, if you look, I mean, we, we're a country and... that's basically lived in constant fear in some way or another. Right. From one thing or another. But yeah. post 9-11, those early days and weeks and months following 9-11, it was just constant red alert, yellow alert, orange right. alert. Like, well, and then, like, like, we don't know what's happening Things you next, don't even remember. And... Like, remember the whole anthrax thing? Like, yeah. when... Like shit got mailed to different, like, new news organizations. And if it wasn't to the White House, too, yeah. that, like some random powdery substance was sent there like anthrax or whatever. Like there was so much that happened in that time. Like it's hard to even, cause I mean the buildings were still burning. Like it had, the fire hadn't even been put out yet in New York. And so we're 18 years later, someone who is 10 years old then is 28 years old now. Yeah. So you just imagine living with all of that constant stream of data, data coming in. Even if you weren't directly paying attention to it, if your parents had it on in the background or it's just something that you're hearing people talk about constantly. Right. And we're constantly being told what to be afraid of. Like, it feels like more and more often it's we're not talking about the good things that happen. We're being told... Who's to blame for something? What to be scared of? Like, well, I don't think some- we're helped at all by pol- politicians in that. No, like because I mean, politics is fueled by who you should be afraid of, and um, yeah, I I just don't like. I feel like you get the narrative gets so negative so quickly, and whether it's directly with the person that like the opposition or if it's a people group, like, I mean, Trump's whole thing was Muslims and Mexicans or brown people just in general, I think, you know, like. I, I, I think, I, I think it's, it's no stretch to say that we have a real mental health crisis in this country. They can in many ways be tied directly back to nine 11, the constant red and orange and yellow alerts living in a world where you're constantly told what to be afraid of. It shook people's core beliefs. And is it really a shock to believe that fringes of our society, those that have been severely impaired, 
with inundation of sadness and fear and hate for all of these years could easily become rad- radicalized right here in our borders. And you're seeing some of the pictures of the individuals that have carried out these mass shootings. They do not appear to be people that are stable individuals. Right. You talk about people that are on social media and you're on these websites, like these 8chans and 4chans and Reddits and stuff like that. Like, they're a small percentage of our society. They're a fringe element in some ways. And people that are less stable mentally can easily take words and thoughts that they see on a computer screen and not realize that some of those things are not okay and you shouldn't be thinking that way or how to deal with their feelings when they read things like that. And then you have people going on TV saying, you know, whatever, like subtle and not so subtle dog whistles toward, yeah, I mean, hey, you know, I wouldn't do it, but if someone else did, I guess that's just the way it goes. Right. Well, and don't you think too, like, like since 9-11, so obviously the internet existed in 2001, yeah. but like, it's become so much more a part, like, it's, it's even more widespread now yeah. than it was then. You used, to, you used to have to go home, sit down in front of a computer and log on on right. a, like a dial-up connection, whatever. You literally have it in your – you literally have the entire world at your fingertips in a device that you can hold in your hand. Yeah. And for those people that were like fringy people or on the far – you know, like the far edges, like – they maybe didn't know anybody else who felt yeah. the way that they did. And now they have this whole internet out there. They have Twitter and they have all these different, and these different ways that they're connecting with yep. people. If you're who- in a rural community or whatever, like you may feel a certain way, but you're, you maybe find one other person that's like that, or you're, you're afraid if someone hears your ideas that they're not, and you talk to someone in person, it's just like anything that happens in person. Like I don't generally want to go out and, a person I meet on the street talk and be like, Hey, are you a big professional wrestling fan? Cause I totally love it. You guys, you want to nerd out <laughs> right. about it? Like that's not, so you get people, but I'm, I'm comfortable to talk about it online on a message board right. on the wrestling observer newsletter sub- site that I subscribe to. It's a group of people that think a lot about this, who feel a certain way about a thing there. You can all interact. So you go on these places where a large, a large group of people, who are thinking good things or bad things or into it gives people a place to come together and it, and it's it like, drastically shrunk the world and it validates them and helps makes them feel like they're not they're not thinking this alone like this yeah. isn't you know like oh lots of people feel this way that I the way that I feel well and you've you found that on in facebook groups that you're a part of like you found people that have same kind of humor that you have that are interested in both your true crime and talking about wine and like all these sort of things. It's the a, office. It's, and- <laughs> it's a communal aspect. Right. The problem is when you take a communal aspect of people that want to do bad things to other people, right. it becomes a problem because people who don't know the difference between having a conversation with someone online and, and constantly being inundated with, Hey, well, Fuck yeah! Let's go kill them. They're taking over our country. Blah blah. blah. Well, like we we should do something about it. Don't you think like the whole conspiracy thing plays into conspiracy theory plays into that? Because like if you look back to nine eleven, the conspiracy theories around that. Sure. Like I feel like 
like there's obviously all these conspiracy theories around JFK's assassination. Yeah. I don't feel like any of those have like been a threat to the fabric of America and maybe they should have been to some degree because I think that there's like something's not right about what happened with that and how all that went down. But like if you look at September 11th and some of those, like I wouldn't say that those things either were thing like the people who are in the conspiracy, like nobody with a loud enough voice with a widely heard voice was a conspiracy theorist about 9-11, I don't feel like. I mean, there were loud voices, certainly, but I like... I mean, at, the, at one point, Alex Jones was had a very loud voice. I mean, right. he, like... But I mean, I don't feel like it was... But you're no, you're not getting someone that's on CNN or ABC or one right. of the, like, no. But the difference is now, like, there, some of those far-flung people are now, have been elected to office. Yeah. And there are cable news channels devoted to that. And so like, I feel like it's given a respectability and um, validation to those conspiracy theories, even if they're completely out of, completely coming out of nowhere. And so like, and people base their whole like dogma, their whole way that they think about the, the whole, their whole worldview on these conspiracy theories that are completely ridiculous. Well, and that's how, I mean, the whole flat earth thing started the same way. Like, right. People or that make a Obama was huge... elected by the deep state to, um, to bring Muslims in so that like, I, I mean, this is what those people think. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I mean, it's getting in the weeds a little bit, but like, I've been listening to this whole thing. I've been listening, actually, uh, an Oregon um, public television podcast called Bundyville. That's really interesting, actually. You should probably listen to it. But um, it goes kind of over the history of, like, how things with Clive and Bundy started and have developed into what they... Because did you know in 2016 in Nevada, there was a bombing? Like, a guy tried to... There was a suicide bomber in Nevada. He only killed himself, but his intent was... He blew up a house, yeah. and his intent was to kill the family in the house and himself. Jesus. Never got covered by national news. Like, I definitely don't want to put an idea in anyone's head, but, like, I'm always kind of surprised that, like... So you set up 9-11, right, and you create this mass hysteria, and then we put together like huge memorial services and shit like that. Like I'm always surprised that someone doesn't try to then do a second. Honestly, attack. at any big thing, I'm amazed that there hasn't been something at a Super Bowl yeah. or at like any of those big, like, I, I mean, there's been stuff at concerts, I guess, but like I'm shocked because even though there's security, it's not that good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, but to go back, like, the root cause of these problems are not guns. The root causes are varied. Right. And they are many. But the guns remain a huge issue. Because those that have tendencies, those that need to act out because of fear or mental illness or just because they're shitty people, they're going to gravitate towards that which is easiest to use to kill a lot of people. And I just wonder... Why isn't this something that we're talking more about? Right. The impacts of all of the all of the shitty news that we're inundated with. Because 
for all this, the fake news and blah, blah, like all that, all that is horseshit. It's bad news. That's the problem. Not bad because I don't like the story, but bad journalism, Mm -hmm. bad reporting and reporting on negative stuff constantly. Like you get a 30 minute newscast. How much of it is good news? I mean, Half the time, the sports news isn't even good news because all you talk about is injuries. Right. Or whatever. So we're constantly inundated with information. And that's going to be, I think that's going to be the defining characteristic, the defining touch point of maybe this entire century is the amount of data that is currently streamed into our consciousness every single day. We're inundated with information, push alerts, likes, favorites, retweets, podcast listens, podcast downloads, all of it is constantly, everywhere you look, there's something popping up. And it's weird because when we went home for Christmas to my mom's house, my mom has terrible internet service out on her farm. I say it's like it's her farm. It's Don's farm. She lives there. <laughs> Let's turn it into her. Every time I see a picture, I'm like, well, I think that's a little bit more my mom's farm than <laughs> it real. is Don's now. <laughs> She's taking it over. That's right. But we had terrible internet service. And I don't think I really paid attention to Twitter for like a whole week. Yeah, because you barely could like, get it to come in. And like so. the first day, I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. And then by the end, I was like, well, I don't maybe don't really need this. Yeah. Because, I mean, for all of the things I say about trying to get away from bad news and stuff like that, Twitter is like the fucking cesspool, worst of it. Yeah, like, I can't I, even go on Twitter. I can't even be on it. Well, I don't I don't much enjoy Facebook anymore because it's constantly memes. Right. And some of y'all think you're fucking funny, and you're not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know you're trying hard. I know there's a couple people that listen to this podcast that don't realize that a lot of their shit just gets muted because, yeah, not you, Rod. I still look at your stuff, even though some of it's annoying. I still love you enough to keep most around, of what he posts is really funny, though. I he find. does. He curates his. Uh, yeah, his he's comment. got a, he's, he's he's got a nice collection of. Yeah, so sometimes it's a little much. I I did appreciate the fact you didn't download Facebook onto your phone, so I don't wake up to 27 memes every morning, <laughs> but. Shout out to Rod, because I love you, brother. <laughs> and it's it's interesting, the difference in the way that the shootings are covered versus different forms of terrorism. Yeah. Because it's all terrorism. Yeah. Is it because of the racial component to it? Is it when it's brown people committing murder, it's terrorism, and it's white people, it's mass shooting? Right. It kind of seems that that's the way it is. And it's, right. It's interesting to know that the volume of chatter can, is continually ramped up on these issues as they are have moved out of urban areas. Urban, of course, being Where equal black to people are. black people or people of color, really, anywhere. Right. But as... Because, I mean, murder and shooting of people is not new either. Right. Like, people have been getting gunned down for a long, long time. Since guns have existed. Pretty much. But the gun violence in a lot of ways tended to be more in the city, you know, like where there was more people, you have a larger amount of people tend to there's well in recent history anyway. Cause like you look back into the wild west and whatever. I mean, mean, yeah. Yeah. 
in recent history. People didn't when people didn't shower on a regular basis. I'm not as concerned with that. <laughs> I mean, people don't shower enough now. But but if you look areas of the country, you know, the quote unquote heart of America, basically a lot more people are talking about this now that it's places that are getting shot up that are places that white people go. You're looking at movie theaters and concerts and this sort of thing. So it's it's interesting. It's just like it's just like drugs, you know. People didn't give a shit that the crack bomb went off in D.C. in the early '80s, right. but when you know the uh, kid in Iowa starts sucking dick for an eight ball, <laughs> and people start dying because yeah. of meth, and that now it's an issue. Right. But when people can. are getting gunned down in South Central every single day, or Southeast D.C. is a huge problem, it's one of the most deadly places in the in the fucking country. People didn't really care that much, so it 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 really feels hopeless in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I I just don't know. Like, yeah. when is enough going to be enough? Because we said it was enough after Sandy Hook. I honestly we, I don't believe that enough will be enough. And I think it's also compounded right now by the fact that. We are already beginning our presidential election cycle. Yeah. So you have all of these, like I'm a Democrat, I generally vote Democrat. You have all of these Democrat candidates who are raising the rhetoric because they all have to outdo each other and outblame Trump and whatever. And like, and especially because this last round of shootings seem to have a racial component to yeah. them. So like that makes them different as well. But like, I mean, when we let little kids be gunned down and nothing changed. And then changed, didn't do anything about it. Yeah, that's... Then to me, that said everything I need to know about the gun debate in this country. There is no debate in this country. So, there endeth yet another uplifting, positive episode. Wappity schmappity do. <laughs> do we, we find something fun to talk about before we... Because here's the thing about last week. I don't know if people noticed this, but I kind of went on a, on a rant and then just turned the podcast off and didn't really... I'm trying a little bit harder to let Nikki get some points in today because I just kind of... I You had lots um, of things to say. I had lots of things to say. It had been a minute. I was really annoyed about some things. I'm still really annoyed about some things. Um, but I definitely wanted to make a concerted effort if you're going to be sitting across from me that, you know, maybe, you know... I would let you talk. I would allow you to talk. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Because I know how you love that. Uh, thank you for, as the man, letting the woman speak. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'll allow it. Under his eye. Blessed be the fruit. Is that Bible stuff? That's Handmaid's Tale. Oh, I don't know that either. <laughs> Which you should, because you're missing out, man. Not, Holy buckets. Mm, good. <sighs> but I just... I know that people think that muslims hate us and whatever but just stop and think for a second how passionate you are about your beliefs and about your god and about your faith and then have a group of people on the other side of the world tell you that everything you believe is is bullshit and that you are fake and you don't know anything just imagine just just take that in and imagine how you would feel about that. Would would you want to rise up, especially if you weren't educated and given an opportunity to learn that not all of those people think the same way, that it's a fringe part of a group of people feel that way? 
but you don't have that opportunity to learn that because you didn't have any freedom at all. But just think about that. Think, think about if you're a religious person or you're a person of faith, just imagine having someone come up to you and say, I hate everything that you believe in. And I'd, I would never let you take that away from me. So the thing that I always find amazing with this, the battle between Muslims and Christians or Jews is that so much of the foundation of our faith is rooted all in the same stuff. Yeah. It so much foundationally is the same. There's not that much difference. There is difference, certainly, but there's not that much. Yeah. I just, I, I don't understand it. Or here's, a, or, here's is, a, or here's a better thought. It's probably all just bullshit that someone made up to keep you guys in line. Did you ever think about that? Did you ever think that maybe we're just on a ball of random gas floating out here and we're a, just an evolutional fluke, a one in a billion cosmic chance that none of it actually matters and we're just kind of all just living out here and we're just it's just an ecosystem that we're all a part of and we should all just love each other because we're all that we actually have and believing in something that doesn't actually exist is probably a waste of time when you can believe in stuff that's right in front of you and take care of the person in front of you and care about them as a person instead of based on who they voted for in the last election or what made up person they believe in in the sky Did you ever i mean just a thought maybe try <laughs> loving the person next to you that's that's my thought. I don't, I don't know. I think that. Uh, I think that's a good spot. That's a perfect place for me to wrap up. That's it for this week, the birthday edition of Just Another White Guys podcast. We kept it real light. <laughs> light and birthday. <laughs> you know what my favorite part is? That's like I, I do a whole great thing, and then I and butt then, in, and then you drop something in. And, and I'm just, sorry, I'll shut up. I'll turn on my. I'll turn my mic well, off. Well, I mean, we're already here now, so <laughs> you can. <laughs> Now I got to try to I'm find not a another professional. two. Trust me, I know. <laughs> I didn't hire you for your professionalism. That's good. You hired me for my lesbian haircut. That's what you did. Wow. <laughs> See, you told me last night that that joke was too soon, and now I can you can make the joke. You man, can't make it. That's yet. some bullshit. <laughs> anyway, that's it for this week's episode. As I already said, it is my birthday, so it's I'm a Leo. So really, the whole month of August is fine, so you still have time to send me a present. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just shoot me an email, DustinPJones at gmail.com or jogpod at gmail.com. I'll shoot you an Amazon wish list. Totally fine. There's lots of expensive things on there that I would be happy to receive. Or you can just love me. You know, you know what the best present would be? Get some people to subscribe to my podcast so I can fill... fill feel fulfilled as a human spiritually because that's what i need totally thank you all right thank you guys we're back with another episode at some point probably next week maybe earlier you never know when the feeling might arise and i might need to turn on the microphone and comment on what's going on in the world so thank you i love you all peace and love peace and love Always protect the Bible. Hey, Ty, who's your favorite person? Only Dustin. Fucking right. Too much. Oh, it hurt. Oh, too much. Too much. Oh, it's too big. It was too much. Dude, that was a good one.